You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome to Webcology on DevRemar.fm. It is the 4th of November, 2021. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, I don't know what it's like out there, Dave, but um, it's finally happened here. It's uh, later than usual, but it's gone below zero at night. Frost is on the ground. Winter is coming. Um really bad Christmas music is just waiting for Thanksgiving to end and Black Friday approaches faster than you want it to be. How you doing? I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm doing well. I mean, I, you know, I, you know where I, I live, right? So I, I like, it's warmer, it's warmer here than there, but I had the sad, sad news last night that I, I discovered. Um, and although the sad news starts today um, and we were, we were talking about the holidays and the holidays approaching. And I found out last night that today the holiday drinks at Starbucks rollout, and for some crazy reason, they won't have the eggnog latte. So I'm disappointed. Um, but at the same time, I always preferred them from the smaller coffee shops anyway, because they just tasted better. So, you know, there we are. 
you know, and, 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 and you thought working online made you like immune to like supply chain problems. <laughs> there you That's go. That's not a supply chain problem. I would have seen a shortage of eggnog. Uh, Indeed. <laughs> uh, happy almost Christmas, but more importantly, happy approaching Black Friday. And Diwali starts today. So absolutely, um, a, a big, uh, a, a big happy I don't know if festival of lights is the right way to word that, but that's how I, I have it in my head. But I know that also is, is referred to, to Hanukkah. So that might be what's just confusing me because there are lights involved with both. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a big day. Shauna, Shauna's pulling me out back for the uh, small fireworks display tonight. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, be great. Um, okay. Yeah, but, so- but a lot has happened and a lot is happening right now in search news. Uh, a lot is happening right now. As we speak, the aptly named um, November spam update is, it sounds like something Les Nesman would, would report on, the November spam update. Um, an update targeting content that doesn't follow the Google guidelines, because that's the definition of spam, um, is rolling out today, and uh, Google being the engineers they are have aptly named it the november spam update so um if uh you've published stuff that um is outside of the google guidelines because that's what uh, that's what they're targeting apparently which i thought it's wide like when asked what defines spam um danny sullivan said stuff that falls outside the google guidelines I just can't get over how wide that is. Um, that's what Google is targeting. And that starts, it's supposed to roll out for about a week. Um, if uh, you get, um, I don't know, jacked up by Google on your way to the bank, that's probably why. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I did send, like, I, I've got some, some messages out um, to a few clients basically going, there's going to be a bit of volatility, but don't worry at the end, like, you're fine. Right, because I we do white hat, right? So I'm like, okay, you're you're gonna be fine, but there will be some volatility. Um, and one of the areas and why I like to warn people um about that uh that volatility is I suspect that some clients might go from say position 17 for a query, right? I mean, I, I wish they were you know top three for every query, but they're not. Um, not all of them. Um, you know, you might go from 17 up to first page and then down right through these fluctuations. That's why they roll out. Um, so, you know, where, where it's the sites ahead of you being impacted. So I, I always like to warn people like, let's, let's, let's catch up in a week. <laughs> we'll see where we are and you should be ahead um, or none of, none of you are, are spamming. Right. But yeah. if some of you are spamming, then then we'll do more that. importantly, if you're if your competitors were spamming, yeah, they're likely to lose position, which means you're possibly going to gain position. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work that way. Even if you're in position 17 and the position four placement falls out of place, doesn't mean that you move up to 16 necessarily. Yeah. Google might find something to throw in there, might even find something to throw into the top 10 that looks more um relevant to whatever query constructed that entire set of search results in the first place. Um, But if you suddenly vanish and reappear later, that doesn't mean that Google thinks your content spam or that your SEO let you stray outside of Google's guidelines. Um, It just means you got caught in the sorting process, but you're back again. So in the whole Googleverse, no harm, no foul. Right. 
something like that. Yeah, it's a good way of wording it. Um, okay, so anyway, if you if you see if you see bounciness, it's because Google is um, doing the uh, November spam update. I really wish I I really wish we could report on this story all month long, just so I could say November <laughs> spam update all month long. <laughs> So I like I love this one. Uh, Lily Ray, uh, Lily Ray was was asking John Mueller a question via Twitter the other day, and now she's like, um, "What's the cutoff point? What's the level or the the measure when you have to apply the um, rating equals adult <laughs> um, meta name equals rating content equals adult tech?" Um, this is the tag that helps Google figure out what should fall into and outside of safe search when people um, uh, 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 adjust the uh, safe search filter on their own, their own browser. And uh, so the answer that both um, John Mueller and uh, uh, Danny Sullivan gave was great. And it basically, basically subs up to Google doesn't necessarily know what smut is, but it knows smut when it sees it. <laughs> <laughs> Google has no objective measure of what adultness is. That was the answer. So um, they do say, like, if it's an explicit picture, and I mean, you know, you can, you can judge for yourself. If it's like a nudie pic, that's a gratuitous nudie pic. It's probably adult. Mm-hmm. But again, I just love that we don't necessarily know what smut is, but we know it when we see it. <laughs> I love that attitude. Yeah. And, and you know what? I, I kind of get it because it is something where, you know, you, you think of you or you think of me or you think of anybody in our listening audience. It's like, how would I define it? Where are the thresholds in this or that? Or what? put it on a screen, though. I'll tell you whether it is or not. Well, it, <laughs> like, it's, but could I enunciate exactly what would make something cross that line? <laughs> um. Uh, the, of course, uh, uh, the, the people who decide this stuff for Google are also the fact checkers at Facebook. Uh, <laughs> okay, you ever had, all of us have had this problem. It's frustrating as hell, especially if you're three weeks into the engagement. Um, and you need to get into uh, Google Search Console, but you can't because it hasn't been verified properly or you know you haven't, you haven't been authorized. Google often gives you like three or four, I'm sorry, two or three methods to get in. You can, you know. Um, have the, the the little file that you plant at the root of the the, the server, or um, the little snippet that you put into the head of the code. And sometimes you can do that, and sometimes you can't. Mm-hmm. But they've never allowed you to call a live person and plead your case. Hey, Bob, I need in. Let me in. I gotta see this. I I need those numbers, Bob. I, I, Google's now allowing a. a, a to, to call for property verification. Which is interesting. Would that I mean, be I, helpful? Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering how long this is going to last. And, and here's why I say <laughs> that. Because I can just see that people are going to have one phone number. One, one phone number for all their stuff. <laughs> um, so I mean I, I haven't I, I don't know exactly how, how the system works and if it's if it's automated that'll be a, a totally different thing right like whether when you get through but uh, um, yeah I, I'm picturing a world where people come up with other issues and only have one number that they know so <laughs> to this day I have at least I don't know probably about a dozen stray uh 
access to Google Search Console or Google Analytics um, mm-hmm. or Bing Webmaster Tools uh, accounts that like from old clients. So I really shouldn't be able to look at their stats, but I do every once in a while anyway. Um, often with a, with a mix of Schadenfrausen. Um, but, 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 I could just, people don't keep track of who is allowed in and not allowed into um, into in, into their analytics and into their into their records. I know this for a fact because I have so many that I'm still allowed into for no reason whatsoever. I should not be able to see your data, but thank you very much. It helps a lot. Um, it really does. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, I'm sure you do. So, could you imagine how many? Um, like you said, is all tied to one phone number. How many? Um, how many fakes are going to be first off? Like, like, why not? It's if why not try to fake your way into your into your uh, 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 competitors' account? And two, how many you're going to be tagged with? Like two or three years from now? Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be unending. Um, but only in the U.S. They're just trying it out now to see if it actually works or not. This being a Google program, they could stop doing it next week just for the heck of it. <laughs> Yeah. Give, True. Give it a try. Give it a try. And, yeah, and you know what? Speaking of which, and on a completely um, related uh, related topic, mm-hmm. uh, Google My Business. This is this is frustrating to me, but for a, a very peculiar reason, Google My Business is changing their name. Um, so for for folks in the listening audience, uh, you'll you'll no longer, as of today, be calling it Google My Business. Uh, it is now known as Google Business Profile. Jesus, why don't they just call it Google Local? For God's sake. Anyway, Google Business <laughs> Profile. Okay. Circling, circling back. Um, and my frustration with this, like it's it's a name. I, I understand why. Like it's it's just more. Well, I don't really understand why, actually. Like no, it doesn't do. really make sense. But I mean, I, I get that they're in their heads. This makes sense in semantics, but I'm like, great. Just like AdWords was, there's now a word that I'm going to use like consistently for the next six months wrong. And then just periodically drop it in like five years from now, I'll call it the wrong thing and sound like an idiot, especially the people <laughs> who like who, who weren't even around five years earlier. Right? We're like going, what are you even talking about? Like what happened if you said AdWords today um, to somebody newer into the industry? I mean, you know why they're doing this, eh? Like, uh, I, I understand this. It's the this is the linguistic equivalent of the big red button. You want the user to pay attention or to, to commit an action on a page. You give them a big red button to pound on, and they will pound on that big red button because they're humans, and that's what humans do. Right. This is the Google Business Profile. That kind of says to me, fill this out or Google doesn't know anything about your business and you're going to be left like, you know, sort of swinging in the wind there. Um, so fill this out or like Google, that, that sounds like an or else statement. Google my business sounds something very friendly, you know, like something a nice little leprechaun is delivering on a, on a platter full of gold. But um, Google business profile, that's, that's something your accountants brought to you. <laughs> well, I mean, you you, you do bring up a, a very, very um, interesting and I think very, very valid point. And I, I hadn't considered this. And it's something that maybe we all should be thinking about when we're even just looking at, at the, our own naming conventions and, and things like that is um, Google Business Profile. It's funny because I almost have the opposite um, sort of take on this than you do, like in, in, in how it's treated, because I view Google My Business and go, OK, well, that I don't know if that applies to me. That's like a business manager thing. And 
I have a Facebook profile. I have a Twitter profile. I have like, I have profiles all over the place. It's a word I'm very, very comfortable with. I know exactly what to expect there. Um, And at the end of the day, like I might get annoyed by this and I will. And I, I, I'll, I apologize in advance to my listeners. I will call it the wrong thing for the next few months. I'm sure I will try not to, but I will do it anyway. Um, You know, because we've been calling it one thing for years. Um, But at the same time, you and me and most of our listeners are not who is being targeted here. They're they're not. We already drank the Kool-Aid. We're in there. I have like, I don't even know how many properties and various business profile pages, right? Like, you know, like, like with search console, right? Like it's just one of those things that they, they collect actually with this one. Normally I I move them out, but um, you know, nonetheless, I'm not that person that they need to worry about. I don't care what they name it. They could call it (laughs) alphabet soup. And I would still jump in there and make sure like all all the sites that I care about are, are in there managed properly. We don't matter from, from that context. Small business owners who don't have an SEO who do need to be in yeah, there do the, the, matter. <laughs> then this this is confusing. Yeah, um, but if they've never heard, if they've never used, because I think the people they're trying to get in front of have probably never used Google My Business or have heard of it as a thing, but haven't really done it. Um, you know, if all of a sudden they start seeing Google Business Profile, in my mind, the semantic of that would be, oh, I have a business. I should fill out my profile. It's like your page on LinkedIn, right? Or Although whatever. I still, I, I still maintain the only correct name for this whole program is Google Local. Like maybe maybe it's because I'm old or something, but this isn't a business directory. When you when you enter information into the tool formerly known as Google My Business, um, now Google um, Business Profile, you're um, basically filling in your. Uh, local search reference and all the information Google has about your business. You could be a transnational business with several branch headquarters, several um, branch offices, but each of those offices will have their own Google My Business listing right. underneath your main listing. Yeah. So it's, I don't and they'll all, incidentally, they'll all come up in local search when somebody does this or when someone does a, a mobile search, um, with the exact right kind of keywords, it'll trigger them. My Google business profile is it again? Like I guess you need a scorecard to keep up. Um, it's a name, but um, I still think Google local is the right way to describe it. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we, we say I, I do get why they wouldn't go that route because they do want multinationals that might not have an off like like I'm not referring to multinationals like McDonald's where yes, they would want them all in there, but multinationals like Google, right? Where it's like, they don't really care about their offices, but they need an entity status, right? And so they would want all large businesses, SaaS companies, uh, hosting companies. You might not, they might not care. They might just have service areas because they're like, I don't care that people know that I'm here. They just. Here's the real question. What else has changed? I mean, they changed the name, but is there new fields? Are there new features? Um, is it going to um, allow me to promote to promote businesses in, in, in new and improved ways? Um, they have announced some new features. Um, so, yes, um, they'll be allowing for the claim and verification right through 
directly through Google search and maps, right? Like making it nice, easy breezy. Um, call history um, is, is launching um, in the US and Canada. So, hey, we're actually included in that one. Um, messaging can be done directly through Google search um, is one of their features and red receipts, which I think had launched in, in my memory uh, already, but um, it can be controlled in Google search and maps. So a, a, few, a few new features, none of which I think really drive the name change, but I do think it's more an ecosystem change. They're, they're just trying to make it more of a, a thing. Like you, you, you think of like, I don't know, Google business profile, like going outside even of just the specific, do I think this would like lure people in more? Is it a more friendly name or, or whatever? Um, I, I think the word profile allows for much more flexibility in, in things like that, like messaging. Oh, it's where I go for messaging. Well, I have a Facebook profile and I also do a lot of messaging, right? Like it just naturally, I think, allows for a lot more stuff. I'm betting though, that within a few years, you know what, we'll probably be doing a podcast. We can reflect back on this one. Then uh, I have a feeling we'll see another name change come to this one. Cause I just, I don't think they, they hit the nail on the head with this one. I can't think of a better thing for them, but that's not my job. Um, and I'll still be calling it Google local. <laughs> Guarantee it. Any Google places, you know, you could go back. My God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, Let's see. Uh, penguins or guest posts? Hmm. <laughs> so you ever wonder how Google um, knows if it's your post or a guest post or somebody else's post on your blog? Um, just look. If there's a bunch of other links to Wikipedia, then it's probably... <laughs> there's a whole bunch of signals they look at, and where links go is one of them. Um if uh, if if the quality of links and citations is is something they look at, um, the uh, level of language, um, topic is uh, if you normally write about search and somebody is coming in and writing about social, chances are it's not you doing the doing the writing, mm -hmm. um, and um, anchor text. Where is the bio link going? Is something that that Google is looking at. The important thing about the story um, wasn't as much um, what Google does to detect guest posts, but that Google's hammering on the concept of guest posting again. That's, that's, that, that's when I saw that was the first thing I thought is, oh, why are they talking about this again? Right. Hmm. I don't um, know. Maybe because they have an update attacking spam rolling out. I don't know. <laughs> like there, there you go. And, and people are asking questions about it. Um, so... Guest posting, and it's, this one still really bothers me, because eh? I, I think it's totally cool if I was to write a, if I was to write a series of posts over on your blog. Um, I think it's that I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I think, and, and you know, it's one of those problematic areas where I don't think they're referring to. If I went, hey Jim, I trust your opinion on on SEO. Mm. Would you like to write a, a guest post for 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 us? that'd be great and of course i'm going to link back to your site because i'm going to go about the office you're polite because i'm polite and that's just what you what you do i mean I, yes i know that's technically I a violation know. but I, I think if it was limited to that i don't think they would care what i don't think they like is the 18 emails that you or i both get every day and so does everybody in the listening audience going here's my list of domains <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But incidentally, that's that's the equivalent of the uh, jackasses driving down the street yelling at girls out of the car window. Uh, 
it must work one out of a thousand times or they wouldn't keep doing it. And that's all it needs to work, right? Like, (laughs) especially if you've got an automated system firing off those emails, how often does it need to work? Um, Yeah. So yeah, Google is definitely is going after the people who do this at scale. Um, I wish they had better ways of phrasing or articulating what their actual targets were because, um, I don't know. I've, I've always, I've always felt the weird in my stomach about them going after quote unquote guest posts. I thought that stifled a lot of creativity. And for a while, um, I guess like three years now for the kind of posts that Dave and I were just talking about a second ago, that wouldn't really matter. Any of the link back wouldn't really matter. Wouldn't really matter either. Even if Google did think it was an egregious guest post trying to game their system, because Google, as far as we understood, it would have just ignored the link. That's how they announced Penguin, and what they told us would well, Penguin would do it at the beginning of it. And for the most part, apparently, Penguin still does. But we learned this week that at scale, penguins can be pretty scary. So a couple of penguins, not so bad. Five million penguins, terrifying. Um, Penguin will mostly ignore links it doesn't like. It devalues them, but it doesn't demote the the page or the site around them. It just, you know, poof, they don't have any value. It doesn't doesn't count. But the links can give Google an idea of how trustworthy overall the entire domain is. And if it sees a continued pattern of bogus links or manipulation or crappy links that it would otherwise devalue. Not only will it devalue those links, it might take the actual step of penalizing or demoting the entire website for a trustiness issue. Mm-hmm. That's on. That, that, that absolutely makes sense to me. Like, it, mm-hmm. I, I, I was, it's, it's, it's funny. It's one of those, like, they've never said it, but when they were started talking about like, well, we're focused mostly on like devaluing the links that we, we don't like. And this was like a couple of years back. I think yeah, I remember Gary eyes talking about it, but that's been their line all along. It, it has, there was always something that just seemed fundamentally wrong about that. Like in, in, in my head, it just, it didn't make sense. Um, that that was the way they would go on a scale, like, because it basically just lets like hardcore spammers kick it tires <laughs> and just go, we're going to try 5,000 different black hat tactics. And one or two of them won't be pickupable yet. Right. So, so just flood in and, and, and the two that, that don't get picked up, will will cast their value and, and raise the site, the other, um, you know, large percentage will we'll get, you know, just filtered out and it, it won't impact. Like, so like, I, I know that's an extreme example, but it, it just, it made it inherently wrong what they, what they were saying. But I do think that it's reducing that threshold, right? Like you, you remember, like we've both been doing this long enough, even going back five, six, seven years, um, we were seeing a lot more false positives than I'm hearing about now. Like a lot more sites getting like tripped up um, heck, I'd be pulled in to do audits on why they got manual penalties, and it would be like three, four, five percent of their backlink profiles. Yep. Right. And, and a lot of those would just be like, I, I, this one's even in the gray zone for me, right? Like, I, I, I'm going to flood it out, but it's like, I don't know. That was like 
it was one of the things that would have been a fine directory five years earlier. And they probably got that listing five years earlier. And just now Google's deciding, no, Joanne sucks. <laughs> like, well, that's just one I remember seeing in, in there. And I'm like, I remember inspecting those ones. I used to hate doing that because before you could reject the link, you actually had to go back and say, okay, is it in the right category? Is it in the, you yeah. know, are they, are they trying to, at least I can understand why they stemmed it this way. I, you know, just trying to decide why a webmaster would have laid this link. Or yeah. why you would, or why somebody else would have like got them into this uh, this directory. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it made sense, but those are always the harder ones to inspect because you know you just want to. If it had a dot, I always figured if it had a dot ru, just reject it. That's <laughs> guaranteed. Um, and if it was off topic, I would uh, that would go into my probably reject file. Yeah. Um, and you're just doing this by inspecting domain names, which is a piss poor way to inspect links, but had that at scale, right? Right. Now you're using you use Majestic or something, but even so, you got to inspect. You got to inspect the list they give you. It, well, it, indeed, and I remember, you know, I'd run a URL profile would be the one that I'd use, right? And it would like scrape all the like, find out which ones were there. Tell me, okay, how many outbound links are on this page? Right, like all the metrics that you're talking about too, and like just sort of like, okay, but I've got you know like really strong site. I've got like 180,000 links to get through here, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, buckle up because like you're, you're never going to be perfect. You know you're throwing out some babies with some bath water there because you just need to get the job done. And the client wants you to do that too. Go like, you can't go in here like a sniper, right? Like you just need to like cut off limbs left, right, and center. and <laughs> Just get this done because we can't go back onto the road to recovery until we've got this this manual action lifted so yeah um so yeah I, I, but you know back to to the story that we're we're talking about today um what what we're hearing here is it does make sense that they would go the majority of your profile like come on we know what you're doing right <laughs> like yeah like I, i'm absolutely not surprised I, I think if there's like bits of your profile there's bits of Google's profile that look spammy, right? Like, mm-hmm. don't don't worry about it. It's going to happen. Don't obsess. There's a reason why they've said, don't go pouring over disavowing everything unless you're doing something bad. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, so they're they're probably right there. Well, I would say most mm-hmm. certainly they're right there. So um, naturally, the first thing though that 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 the Reddit community gets gets onto. I, I saw the story at Reddit first at the in in one of the SEO forums at Reddit, and. Uh, naturally the first thing that community goes on is oh okay so i can send a whole bunch of really craptastic links over to my competitor and and do some negative seo yeah you have one unheard message hi i was calling current the influencer marketing platform but i think i just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast well, anyways, I was calling Kern because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To which the, the response was, um, what if, someone, if Gary or uh, uh, John Mueller was asked, what if someone does this to me? His response was, use the disavow file. Right. And you do need to watch that. And I wish, I, I understand why they can't, but I wish they would put in a detection sort of notification system into search console, right? Because they're constantly monitoring backlinks and go, like mm-hmm. there's an artificial spike in your backlink profile. Like I get that they kind of can't because that would also be used by like, like every black hat on the planet would be going, okay, let's get like 30 different sites and like test different things on each one of them and find out where that threshold that alert system is. And just always keep it under that. Like I understand why they can't, but it would be nice because it would let people get alerted to the fact that, um, <laughs> yeah, you want to you know, give. Oh, okay, there are thresholds. Now, it might be something if I ran like a, a tool like Majestic or Ahrefs or SEMrush or, or something like that going, as a free service, you can sign up for this alert. And if we see a spike in what we deem to be negative, we'll just give you an alert. We're not giving you access to all that data, but we will send you an alert and like a, a preliminary report. Not enough to build your disavow file off of, but but enough to see what we're what we're looking at. Um, you know, just as a as a lead gen thing, because I can think of a lot of people that would sign up for that and go look for spikes. Yeah, you know the first thing you know the first thing a competitive SEO would do give their competitors a really crappy Thanksgiving weekend by giving them spike reports to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, But you know what? Better that than the manual action that might follow, you know, a month later. It's true. It's true. I'm always I'm always wary um, giving advice that says use the disavow file. Yeah. Um, Not because um, of the throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I I had one client where I clearly gave them an Excel file that had, you know, the tabs at the bottom of Excel. You can have a bunch of different Excel sheets in the same file. The very first one said, disavow me. The next one said, all your links. The third one was um, the good links. So bad links, all links, good links. What do you think he disavowed? All of them. He went to all, he disavowed all. I can't stand disavows. They scare me. Yeah. 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 No, if you can avoid them, obviously do. Um one of the things that I've also found handy is like often in these spikes, you'll see a start point. So in a tool like Majestic or Ahrefs or those, you can go all the links discovered after. And it's like, okay, let's just filter out everything from before that spike. <laughs> like, Let's just get rid of that. So we can't accidentally include that in anything. Um, and then just look at everything from after or during a, a specific spike and go, okay, let's, let's now just look at those ones. It not only makes the list smaller, but it protects you from disavowing accidentally something from before, which wasn't your concern point. If you're worried about like a, a competitor negative attack or, or something like that. But uh, anyway, beware Google penguin. If you're seriously screwing around, if you're just sort of kind of screwing around, it doesn't really care. But right. if you're really screwing around, Penguin will get you. 
Okay, well, what do we did? Okay, something we reported on last week. Obviously, we really disturbed some people in, uh, at WordPress uh, with what we were reporting <laughs> last week. Eh? Yeah. WordPress um, has uh, calling its um, team managers together. It's calling it. It's called its uh, plugin makers together. Anyone who's involved with making stuff for WordPress has been called on the carpet. Had a come to Jesus meeting. And WordPress knows it's losing its rep and really, 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 really wants to turn the ship around and wants to do it now. So um, I have read several reports of just like hammer and tong meetings in the WordPress in the WordPress world. Um, things might change fairly quickly. Mm hmm. Yeah, and it would be, it'll be, I understand for WordPress that it would be hard and something I think is is almost necessary. Who knows if it'll happen because part of it is just like this like open sourcey kind of thing that, that people like about it. Um, but one of the things that I think would be handy for WordPress to have as like a badge um, is on themes and on plugins, like basically a, and they'd have to charge a fee for it, like a manual review, not to judge is this the fastest thing on the web? Because different designs are going to be different. But is this as fast as it can possibly be to accomplish what it's doing? Right? Like, so going into plugins, going into themes and going on core web vitals and on user-based experience, is this as fast as it can possibly be? Is it only loading in the styles that it needs? Or is it loading in everything for everything that this theme could be? Mm -hmm. Right. Is it just loading in, you know, is, is it something that you only, is it a plugin for a feature you only use in the admin, but is it loading scripts into the front end just because they were lazy and, and it's just loading stuff, right? Like, or it becomes somebody, a, some big font pack, you know, like you got the 32 <laughs> yeah. fonts, you're using one of them. Right. It, exactly. Like, does it consider those sorts of things? Charge a bit of a fee for it, but then they get a badge. You know what you and I would be doing? Like, I yeah. would probably just be ruling out anything that didn't have that if there was an alternative that did. Uh, I would pay for that, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, now, again, Core Web Vitals isn't everything, the end-all, be-all, but it's important. Um, yeah. User experience. How to say this? Um, she's really careful on saying this exactly right. Um, Google cares about user experience more than it cares about what it calls Core Web Vitals, but Core Web Vitals are the metrics that measure user experience. You can have a mixture of results in Core Web Vitals, good, bad, like you don't want to be tripping into the um, needs improvement or bad area, but um, Google's judging the overall user experience, including page speed. Um, and ease of use and no no annoying interseasonals and a bunch of other factors along with core web vitals but core web vitals are measurable and um there are there are plateaus to which you can reach to improve page speed improve the user experience and they're measurable ones like google google say like we have uh, uh a quantifiable number it's not like smut but it's because <laughs> we don't know what smut is, um, but we do. Um, 
but they do know they do know they don't know what you what a great user experience is but they know how to measure this this and this aspect of user experience mm -hmm. that's how i would that that's i think the right way to describe it but core web vitals are not the end-all be-all they're not the most important thing but they um definitely influence how google feels about the uh experience a user would have on your page well indeed and i mean i can i can imagine like if, if they were doing a, a paid a paid service like this um you know having a, a back-end system that just charted you know here's all the plugins that are existing on this wordpress install this wordpress install this wordpress install and then pulling through the api the lab data um so that they could get a feel for the real impact in the field um, of these plugins and going, oh, okay, this is how it differs from the core web vitals. Cause usually they're better, right? Like usually from, from the sites that I've, I've looked at anyway, I usually see that, okay, the lab data is usually more favorable than, than Google's sort of, or um, sorry, the field data is usually better than the lab data, like a little more favorable. Basically sites are faster than Google thinks <laughs> in, in their lab, um, you know, but you could actually connect that through API if you were doing a paid service, because this would be a lot of overhead for, for WordPress. But if you really wanted to tackle it and go, okay, and we need these sites, you know, when we're looking at all of the plugin, this plugin as it exists in all these different installs around the web, um, it seems to fare pretty well versus ones that, have the same sort of install demographics, but don't have this plugin, that sort of thing. Like it obviously doesn't impact it that much. Um, you, you could you could do some some interesting analysis from that if you were WordPress, and again, if you were if you were charging these plugin manufacturers, it would limit who who would be able to get it because it would have to be paid. Like you know, which would cause people to complain. But you know, there you there you are. I would pay for that added um, functionality. Makes sense, and then we, you know, there's a number of things I think that 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 WordPress could could insist be built into or um, be built to be compatible with around their platform that um, will speed things up or give a better user experience or make them a more appealing mousetrap than say Wix, uh, Squarespace, or any of the other content management um, competitors out there. Um, it's cool to see them react like this. So I think, um, it might actually be a, a, a shout out to, to, to Morty over, over, over at Wix, but, um, dude, you're, 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 not only are you lighting a fire under Wix, but I think you're lighting a fire under your uh, competitors as well. Yeah. Which is, is obviously great. Um, and hopefully this doesn't come to bite them in the butt. Cause you and I remember the wonderful days of ask. Um, and Indeed, they, they were go. a wonderful engine with a lot of innovation and they launched some great features that Google then took <laughs> yeah. and deployed into their own engine and made ask redundant. Um, you know, so, um, that, you, you know, know what? what, that's what this is reminding me of the, uh, or the search engine wars at that time. That's right. exactly what this whole thing is reminding me of. I think that's, that's probably why I'm so amused by all this. It's great. Um, and I mean, there's, there's different elements that, that work for different um, sort of people, right? It, it is, is what like, it, which makes it a little bit different um, because for, for the most part, I think search results, generally, if I'm looking for blue widgets, I'm looking for blue widgets, right? <laughs> like I'm, I'm looking for the same thing as somebody else uh, might. Whereas um, when you're looking at um, CMS, 
Um, I, I think a lot of that's like, okay, how do I want the layout? How much, what is my tactical prowess? How customizable do I want? Like there's actually a few more variables I think that, that kick in there. Um, you know, otherwise everybody would just go, oh, I just want the fastest thing. And off the Duda, you would go, right? Like that's, that would, that would be that, right? The, the end of that decision, if you only had one concern. Um, so anyway, uh, but I, 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 like you, I, I'm really interested to see like how this is playing out. Um, and I thought once upon a time, and maybe this will happen to Google. Um, I thought if we'd gone back a few years, this is just WordPress is like, there, nothing will, will slow them down. They will just, they've been rolling over people on they go, but we're starting to see some real, real challengers. I did not predict that Wix would be one of them though, but here we are. Yep. I'm like, you know what? I think it's in a weird way. I didn't either. I didn't think, it would, but, but I'm almost kicking myself for not, for not thinking they would be because of course they would be. If you, if, if they stick around long enough, they have to innovate. If they don't, they're going to get fried. That's just the right. way it works in this world. Yeah. Um, okay. So I wanted the story about um, WordPress trying to catch up with his rivals um, to sort of uh, be the segue into this one, which I think is a really cool story. Google is uh, updating PageSpeed Insights. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's been forever. <laughs> um, did you, did you, I didn't know this until today, but um, the, the version of PageSpeed Insights that we've been using is 10 years old. I didn't know that either. Like, like nobody's up. No one's updated the tool. It's it's, it's been it's been it's it's worked um, just fine for the last decade. But websites do a lot more, and Google's demanding a lot more of websites. Um, and so there's uh, updates coming to uh, PageSpeed Insights. I'm really pleased about this. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm wondering what it will lend. Um, you know, as far as Technically, will they be able to start showing us additional stuff? But from my understanding, and, and who knows if that's even kind of equates to reality, um, but from my understanding, most of the, the initial changes we'll be seeing are, are predominantly more communication clarification. <laughs> like it's, it's more creating a, a clearer separation, as I was talking earlier, between their field and their lab data and making it, it more obvious. Um you know, and, and changing more visual elements rather than changing so much of, of, of what the actual data will be presented with is. But, um, you know, it, I, like I've, I've seen some sort of screenshots, as I'm sure have you as well, um, over on uh, Search Engine Journal, Matt Southern's piece over there, which was reminding me I need to mention Barry Schwartz in one of his articles coming up, but for now it's Matt Southern. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm excited. And I was almost more interested to find out that the code powering <laughs> was, was a decade old. That's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. There's going to be some, 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 some additions to it, which is really cool. Um, I'm looking, I'm looking at the same article in uh, search engine journal that, that Matt Southern wrote. Um, Google's going to um, give us a lot more information on various aspects of the page and, um, it's going to give us more information on the data itself and how how it found the data. Um, it's going to um, take Core Web Vitals and give it its own um, section on on the page with its own icon at the top of at the top of the tabs. Um, it's going to uh, uh, add an expanded view of any piece of. Uh, field data to give you a more you know granular details on on an issue or a solution um 
It is going to uh, give you information on the data collection period, visit durations, the devices used um, to, to, to visit the site, which is actually kind of cool. Um, um, in some cases, I'm, I'm still obsessing on uh, desktop or mobile version visiting, so especially on B2B clients. But mm -hmm. um, talking about sample size uh, in data collection, and the uh, versions of Chrome, um, Chrome versions uh, uh, used to uh, look at the data. Um, now, Chrome... Isn't that a fascinating one? To, to I think so. Actually. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, we'll actually get to see how things are improving with just Chrome versions. So um, doesn't say when the modernization is going to take place, but it's coming. Yeah, it does. They did note it'll be later this year. So we at least oh, know in the next that. few months. Um, yeah, I know I'd, I'd read that somewhere um, somewhere in there that it's it's coming at some point this year. So um, so yeah, we'll be uh, yeah. It's I don't. It's, it's about it's about a quarter way through the piece with the update rolling out later this year. Is is how the <laughs> is how it's worded. So um, but yeah, it, it's it's. Exciting, interesting, um, and uh, although something just for clarification for our, our listening audience, when we're saying that the code behind it is ten years old, we're not saying that the code that they're using on the backside of that to collect the Core Web Vitals data, for example, is a decade old. <laughs> like they're they're collecting stuff they weren't even measuring ten years ago. So the data feeding into um, PageSpeed Insights would have been, in, in most, if not all cases, um, more current than that, but the code actually powering um, that page was was a decade old. So there you go. Okay, we got time for a couple more stories. Um, a couple more. There was one in the uh, PPC world that you put here. Um, Performance Max campaign. Now, why they that? I just completely don't understand. <laughs> okay, um, there is a new um, campaign type. I had the opportunity to beta test it, which was nice. Um, and it's called Performance Max. Um, what it does, I mean, it, it does different, like there's like all their campaigns, there's a bunch of different things that you can do with it. In a nutshell, um, what I found is I ran it on a couple different campaign types. Um, and what I found was it performed generally um, pretty well, like from a, from a CPA, we know this is a, sort of a like the gen scenario. So from a CPA standpoint, it did pretty well. Um, like most googly things these days, it operated in much more of a black box um, than I liked. It didn't tell you a lot about what was going on um, in things. At the same time, the CPAs it produced were good. Basically, to create these types of campaigns, and I do recommend people to try them out if you have some budget to go, let's see how this goes. You know, spend, uh, you know, few hundred dollars or something like that. And I recommend before the holidays, because you might want to use this during the holidays. Uh, but what it's built to do is go across all of their networks. We're talking everything from, from Discover to Gmail to like anywhere that Google drops stuff, it will go in there. And you don't get to go, hey, here's where I want you to go. No, this this is just, it's performance max. It's This is what it does. Um, and, and you're putting in all sorts of different um, description or headline lengths, descriptions, description lengths, images, videos, like you're just dropping in um, a whole bunch of different assets and going, go, 
So Google um, does the arrangement. Google does the layout. Google does everything from there. It'll arrange it on the page, however it should be. Um, it's much more like the responsive search and response. Well, it's closest to responsive display ads, um, but with just a much broader um, targeting capabilities. Um, so it, it seemed to do quite well. Now you, you can pick your locations and, and things like that. Like you can, you can fine tune certain, certain things, um, but you can't fine tune as, as much as say you could with, with other um other campaign types where you can't get as, as granular um, on your, your um, ages and, and things like that, that I would, I would like to with some campaign or with some account types, but um, yeah, it, it was, it was very, very interesting and revealing um, about what they're doing and the way it works fundamentally is that they're looking at all the touch points on the sort of chain and going, we're not going to favor one or the other without data it may take a touch point on search, then a touch point on display, then a touch point in somebody's like email. And it might take those three to produce a conversion. And, and so it'll start favoring those combinations and, and things and, and testing there. It, it's a really, really interesting one. It just opened up a couple of days ago for everybody. Um, so I do recommend, as I say, give it a test. It, it is interesting. I had it quite successful in one and not in another. I won't be running it um, in, in another. It was it's like actually for the same client, I was running just two different campaign types. So I can't get into great detail, but just to go, they were actually quite similar and it worked great in one, didn't in another, um, but they were similar products. So is Google mindful? Look. Is Google mindful of your spend? Um, is it spending money like, like, like a drunk sailor? Oh, it is. Well, I mean, you don't like anything except that I've opened the portal to like, you can just drop this ad anywhere. It'll spend as much as you give them. And, and, um, but how will it spend it? You know, will it spend it at the, at the appropriate times? Will it, will it parcel it out throughout a day? Can you, can you dictate that? You, you can't dictate it, but it did perform in the one. It didn't in another, but now in the other, I only gave it a month. Um, and it didn't do horribly. I've run worse campaigns like myself out of like heavily. Like I've done worse than it did, um, but I've, I've also done better <laughs> than it did, uh, you know, with, with less time. Um, but on the one that it, it, it did, it really seemed to take like about a week to two weeks to really understand what it was meaning to do. Now I put a big budget with a large sort of segment. I went this entire country, um, and, and, and here's, you know, hundreds of dollars a day to do that with, and it figured itself out pretty fast and then performed very, very well, um, That's towards true. my acquisition that I was telling it to, I can't go into that black box and now see what time of day were you using? And so like, it's not letting me see that granular. I can pull that into third-party tools and I have, but it, it gets pretty gray. Like I, I, I don't get the context. You just can't pull out the context that you would need to make any real actionable decisions to go, ah, oh, well, that's what I'll do over on the display network. So clearly they're just trying to go, we can do better than you, but we don't want to show you what we're doing because we don't want you to try and do it yourselves, probably because we could do better <laughs> if we had the data that they're using. Uh, that kind of scares me. And then in that way, in that way, um, machine learning and artificial intelligence kind of scares me, but you know what, if it's producing better results um, and, uh, and you can still manage it and manage it for your clients, then um, it's probably a boon to your business rather than, than detracting from it. 
Yeah, it, indeed. And it, it did seem like one of the areas that I can like look at what's going on and make like adjustments is on like location and stuff. So if you know there are favorable locations that do better, it'll tell you and you can go, oh, okay. Like I know that I'm tighter around this region. My conversions are better bid adjust to that. Like if you know that from your other data, you could default it to that. You could go, okay, I've been running campaigns for ages. I know city centers do better, but I do do okay. Um, in rural areas, okay, I'm going to take my city centers, drop them in there and put bid adjusts on them. And and it, it will take that sort of information in. We got time for one more quick story. And speaking of where location is important, <laughs> um, you know where it's, uh, you, 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 if you got videos on your, on your uh, pages and you want them to perform better, you know where you ought to locate them? Right the down right. at the bottom, hidden under a cliff. <laughs> yes, yeah, someone like like I yeah, guess several 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 uh, uh, feet below the fold exactly <laughs> on their own page. Google Google saying you want a video to perform, give it a dedicated page. That way we know it. Now I do think in part that's because they can't say put it on YouTube. But <laughs> um, I would say back to them, hey Google, it's a completely different file type. Yeah. Um, you know, like meme and video. Um, completely different file type. Uh, so you, you probably can tell the difference, but um, I guess for um, ease of giving advice, Google says put it on its own page. Yeah, and one of the clarifications they, they do give, and it makes perfect sense. Like if I'm clicking through on a result that I know has a video or, a, you know, clearly the video is the thing, put it up at the top. But one of the the things that I, I find helpful in their clarification on this is just the way I've done it, but is showing that the description goes below. Um, and the reason for that is there is a belief that, and it's it's a reinforced belief that content above the fold, i.e. content that is meant to be seen, is considered more valuable. In this case, we're looking not at the context that would be given by the text though, but actually the format of the content and going, if the user's intent is video, we need to reinforce that the intent of that page is met with a video. And then we can reinforce what that video is about in the content rather than reinforcing the content itself first and going, and we have a video about that. So I, I think that provides that, that clarity that some people might be a bit confused on. I know I have often put like a little blurb 50 words up at the top and then a video and then the, the additional content. I might test changing. Uh, changing that structure. Well, uh, one of the reasons I reacted uh, uh, almost humorously is Google adv advice Google gave a year and a half ago was throw a video <laughs> on your product pages. It'll help you sell product. Right. Um, so I had a client, I had a client <laughs> who followed that advice and they have like five or six videos on some of their product pages now, which is excellent, but frustrating as hell sometimes. And we have gone around the clock. We've gone full circle, and Studio is saying um, another show is coming up directly after us here on WMR. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You folks have been listening to Webcology on WMR.fm on the uh, 4th of November, 2021. Before we go, we'd like to remind you that COVID-19 is still a very real concern in our in our uh, world. 750,000 Americans have now died of COVID-15 as of Wednesday, like yesterday. Get vaccinated. We can stop this thing. All we got to do is work together and uh, set up a, uh, a massive immune shield. Comes with vaccinations. Go out and do it. Save our community, save our economy. In the meantime, rank well, stay safe, be kind to each other, and we'll talk to you next week. 
The opinions expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.